This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh. With guest host, Susie Schuster. I mean, you're kind of hitting one of the hottest women on the planet is what you're doing. Did you just say hitting? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Tom, how do you feel about Benefer? I'm all for us running back things that were cool in 2001. Today's guests from NBC Sports, Peter King, actress and director Elizabeth Banks, Emmy-nominated host and proud member of the Bald Brotherhood, Rich Eisen. Plus, Bob Costas. And now, it's Susie Schuster. (laughs) You know, you'd think when you have your name on a show, you might get away from the barbs. What do you mean? Chris Brockman. <laughs> That's how you write the tease right, in the morning. He's, he's, the he's, not, he's not here. He's calling in. He won't hear it. It's Poor fine. Rich. I mean, really, low-hanging fruit, but whatever. Hi, everybody. I Susie said he's proud. Proud member of proud. the uh, Bald Brotherhood. Susie Schuster in for my husband, Rich Eisen, who is still basking in the glow of Tokyo Gold, Hey-o. also streaming here on Peacock. You can watch that another time. We're on the air, so you want to tune in to see what we have to say. Happy to be with you, Peter King, joining us in the first hour. Elizabeth Banks, the hysterical and amazing actress, joins us in the second hour. And then Bob Costas, who's never seen an Emmy in his life, joins us for the third hour. (laughs) And thank goodness he's here. It's as if Bob said to himself, TJ Jefferson, good morning. Hello, Suze. Mike Del Tufo, good morning. Good morning, Suze. Chris Brockman, eh. Good morning. <laughs> Good to see you. It's as if Bob said, you know what, I need to bail Susie out because it's a it's a day in the Olympics. I'm going to project into the future, book ahead of time, and be there to rescue her on the day that Simone Biles pulls out for medical reasons from U.S. Gymnastics. So it's a, it's a great thing that Bob Costas will call in and give us perspective on what it means to have, quite honestly, the goat. And the goat gets thrown out a lot, but she does have a goat on the back of her leotard in sequence because she is... <laughs> The greatest Olympian, possibly the greatest gymnastics uh, professional of all time. And uh, good thing I didn't turn off my phone. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> is that you? Fine. Whatever. I don't know how. This is a backup computer. Did I mention that Rich left my computer at LAX last week? Or whatever. Uh, you didn't so, really get that deep into that yeah, story, we, so I'd love to. Here's the good news. We have three hours. Hey, <laughs> Before I lose the entire audience, I want to raise my glass here to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers back in Lambeau. Thank goodness, because the entire sports world has come to a complete halt, waiting to see whether he will show up or not. (laughs) And in fact, uh, we were listening to Mark Murphy yesterday with some opinions on what's going on right there. I think fans are frustrated with the situation. I think they it's kind of a pox on both houses, uh, us and Aaron. But, uh, you know, I, f- I think we've, we've been in constant communication. It's obviously months, and, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that uh, we'll have it all resolved. I do think our fans are split, and I think there's a lot of them that are just, they want it resolved. I don't know if they're against the Packers or against Aaron. They want to see it resolved. And I know people know how good a player Aaron is, but I, I do think sometimes in these situations it's easy to forget, you know, what he's done. That's Packers GM Mark Murphy. And, oh, by the way, uh, I think he um, is re- rather relieved to see a certain guy walking into the building. <laughs> and here's what Tom Pelissaro he yeah. must have been like in a sniper situation. It, seriously, it looked like it. As he, like, he took incredible video that's <laughs> everywhere, by the way. We're going to give him full credit of Aaron Rodgers making his way into Lambeau Field in a Kevin Chill from the office 
t-shirt, flip-flops, a man bun, a samurai man bun, I mean, man, man bun, uh, office t-shirt, uh, these 80s. Blade like, Runner glasses. Yeah, Blade Runner shade that he's got going on, the Euro soccer man bun, and like you said, the flip-flops and the backpack, like. Super chill, super zen. This is kind of what we've seen from Rogers when when he's made a public appearance in the last couple of months. And he's just got that smirk of like, yep, I was coming the whole time. By the way, he's got that smirk that said, I don't need that $33 million. I can walk away from it at any time. He, It's funny, like he, that he's got that relaxed look and it made me think of that Shailene Woodley, George Clooney, Hawaii movie. Oh, right. Right? He's got that like... I, I, where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. It, it is amazing, oh, and yeah. I think everyone's stopping. Everyone's staring. It's it's time to get back into that. We'll talk to Peter King. We'll unwrap a little bit of what it means in the long run for Green Bay, and what did they give up? It looks like they gave up, what, the 2023 year, right? They're going to void that out, the franchise tag. Yeah, so it looks like you know they made a lot of concessions. That was kind of the, the buzzword yesterday when Adam Schefter kind of had his report and everybody else, and it looks like... Rodgers kind of gets his freedom after this year. The Packers are on the hook for this season for X amount of dollars. Run it back. Last dance with him and uh, Devontae Adams and see what happens. I don't expect Rodgers to be on the team next year. I expect this to be a last dance situation. And I expect it to go kind of like it went the last couple of years. They're going to win 12, 13 games. He's going to be amazing. 40 touchdowns, a handful of picks. And they'll go far in the playoffs. That's kind of what I expect. Um, Can they get past? Can they get over the hump this year? Can they get to a Super Bowl finally? It's been a decade. We'll find out. But obviously, as a football fan, glad to see him back. The NFL is better with Aaron Rodgers. He looks trim. He looks, he looks like he's he been on the TB12 program a little bit, doesn't he? He does look like, like, look like it. He down looked, in body weight. He looks thin. We saw it uh, during the match. He, mm-hmm. he looked lean. Looked like he was having a good time. And uh, you know, now it's time to get down to business. And Murphy going full Shakespeare, a pox on both, both houses. I mean, really. I mean, he's really going on next level there. So we'll see what happens, and we will uh, we will unpack that one. What other what what else is happening in the NFL, Christopher? Anything else you want to fill us in on off the top? Uh, off the top, now. I mean, it looks like everyone's showing up to camp. Oh, right. No, Zach Wilson's not there. <laughs> Jets gonna Jets, people. <laughs> Jets gonna Jets. I can't wait to hear from Rich Wader about this. Uh, Zach Wilson, one of three first round draft picks. To not have his contract signed. Trey Lance is the other big time quarterback. Eh, let's not pay attention to that. Let's let's laugh at the Jets because they can't get this figured out. They had three months to work out Zach Wilson's contract. By the way. Still not signed. It's very Jetsy of them. Very Jetsy. This is the kid we've been talking about the whole time, the savior of the franchise. Please. He's gonna come in and turn things around. A- A- AFC East wide open. New England's down. Buffalo's got some issues. Like, nope. Same old Jets. Oh, Rich, that's what you get for being a Jets fan. And, you know, maybe in a week this won't be an issue at all, and he'll come in and look great once the preseason starts. But on July 27th, let's all laugh at the Jets for not getting their franchise quarterback. We talking playoffs or what? Not right now. Oh, God. Awful. Uh, let's let's talk about Olympics, though, because that, that really is what everyone's talking about outside of Aaron Rodgers, of course, and that's Simone Biles. And Juliet Macker from the New York Times had a really prescient column that came out a couple days ago talking about the pressure that Simone Biles is under and the excruciating pain that she goes through every day walking on her ankles. She is 24 years old. There is no gymnast more decorated than she is. She could be the most important athlete out there right now. And I'm saying that, and I don't care if you think that sounds like hyperbole, but name me an athlete 
That's one. She hasn't lost an all-around since 2013. I hear people comparing her to Tiger Woods, TJ. I hear mm. people saying Michael Jordan. I hear everything. LeBron. She doesn't lose. So there's the difference. Not only does she not lose, but what does she has done for girls, women, black women, you name it across the board, the mantle she carries. And it really sounds as if the mental toll was just too much because she's not having fun going out there. She's in pain. She's trying to land things. that She has moves that she tried to land on the vault the other day. She didn't even try one of her most well-known moves because she was afraid to land it. She did her one and a half, I believe, mm-hmm. landed that, of course. But we saw her falter this week. We saw her get nervous. And I think we have to remember at the end of the day that these are human beings. She is a 24-year-old. I don't know what you did when you were 24. When I was 24, I think I had my first on-air job. And I think I was so nervous I forgot to do a stand-up in my first appearance. Oops. (laughs) She's 24, and the weight of the world is on her shoulders. She says she's not out there for USA Gymnastics. She's out there for USA. She's well aware of what she is representing. And we have to sit back and say to her, thank you. Mm -hmm. Appreciate her in the moment, as opposed to just looking back later and saying, what if, what if? And the fact that she went, put her warm-ups on, watched the, her, her team come back and take the silver, I, you have to wonder what's going through her head. She said that she's getting a lot of therapy, a lot of medicine, a lot of science. But, boy, TJ, you look at this kid and you just wonder, if the pressure was just too much, are we asking too much of our top athletes? I mean, with her, she's already pretty much accomplished everything that there is to accomplish, right? So everything else that she does from now on is just extra. So, I mean, obviously, none of us really, with the exception of Del Tufo, none of us are, and you are that great at what we do. So I don't understand that type of pressure. You know, I don't think anyone really can, unless you're on that level, you can't really understand the pressures that someone like that, because, you know, she messes up it's front page news you know she doesn't win it's front page news so you know i can understand how that would take a mental toll on someone she talked about juliet macker in this great column in the new york times and i really would suggest everybody who's interested go read this column it's excellent great storytelling she said uh she asked her what's the highlight of your career she said downtime (laughs) what are you looking forward to most about the olympics it being over i mean think about that guys I mean, the the stress of being in the moment. And I think the world was looking at her. And and you look back at some of those early Olympians, like Nadia Comaneci, and she talks later in life about how much pressure she felt to be in that role. Yeah, because it's not just, like you said, she's not just competing for Team USA. She's competing for the USA, uh, the most famous athlete probably in these games. Uh, certainly the run-up uh, in commercials. She was everywhere. Uh, the goat tag certainly doesn't help with that. Um, hopefully she's all right. Hopefully she comes back and competes in the individual events. And she's the Simone Biles we all were expecting to see during these games. But definitely it's disappointing that she couldn't be out there during the team competition. And I think we saw, you know, with the Team USA taking silver, it definitely affected the on you know, on mat competition in that sense. You have to wonder if she'll come back. 
I mean, I wonder. I mean, yeah, I don't think we've we, heard I yet, I guess right? we don't know. I guess we don't know 100% if she is going to compete in all the individual events. We can just sit back and, and hope that she does because we love seeing her compete. We love seeing the best, and she is the best. And you want people to be their best when they're out there on a stage like this. You know, and let's not forget, she was part of the Larry Nasser debacle, right. too. I yep. mean, I, yep. I say thank you. I think she's great. I think she's the greatest of all time. And I hope she comes back and comes back for this Olympics run. And if she doesn't, we just have to cheer on the other girls. And they are holding up the mantle. And uh, it, this is a big wait and see. Naomi Osaka also out in the third round. Yeah, she to, lost in straight sets last night. Yeah, yeah. one and four to Marketa Vondrosova from was, the Czech Republic. I was watching some of that last night. It just didn't look like Naomi had it. She just she just got beat. Yep, no kidding. Highest paid female athlete yeah. in the world. And by the way, how about the pressure from her from everybody? Yeah, and also Are you be- Japanese enough? Are you black oh, enough? Yeah, and she's out I mean, there. and She's talked a lot about the mental pressure yeah. of what it feels like. Yeah. And she's out in the third round. Yeah, I mean. she also talked about how nice the break was for her uh, of the last couple of majors and yeah the pressure that she's been under i mean look she she lit the flame to start this olympic games uh it's her home country uh i know there's no fans in the stands but still the pressure that she had must have been feeling as well and it's uh, disappointing to see her out you know so early on in this tournament no kidding good news though for alaska though let's just say uh, great news for alaska the swimming last night was incredible uh, the, the women's 100 breast, if you didn't get the chance to see it, it was incredible last night. Lily King, the favorite, kind of coming into it. The defending gold medalist in the event, the American. And this 17-year-old girl, Lydia Jacoby from Seward, Alaska, upset all of them to take gold in a thrilling, thrilling race. It was so exciting last night. Uh, the celebration of everyone in her hometown in, this, in the gym, in the pool, watching uh, it, it's enough to give you goosebumps. It's like why we love the Olympics. We love these stories. This girl came out of nowhere. She's 17. Can you imagine being 17 and winning a gold medal in the Olympics? It's unbelievable. It's like being a 13-year-old Olympian who wins a skateboarding yeah, exactly. and goes to barbecue afterwards. Exactly. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's, it's why so we awesome. watch the Olympics. And a reminder for all of you to watch Tokyo Gold on Peacock. Rich is sitting in doing Olympics uh, highlights. Highlights that are Olympian in themselves because they are long and arduous. And another thing, there's like another three and a half minute archery one. So I'm just saying tune in. But that's the why we're watching. To have fun to watch these competitions that we would never dream of doing. I mean, that swimming last night was exhausting. I'm tired from yeah, watching it. Tired from watching it. Tired from cheering. Like, I was up out of my seat just yelling. It was unbelievable. Quite the spectacle. Like I said, it's, it's why we love the Olympics. It's why we love the competition and the thrill of it. And the stories. Nobody really knew. I mean, who knew who Lydia Jacoby was before last night? And now she's front page everywhere. She's on all the shows like, like ours. Everyone's talking about it. It was just... What a moment. Great for her and her family. Again, great timing to have, I don't know, Bob Costas on, who's only hosted every Olympics since maybe the dawn of time. And he's got more trophies than you, Mike. He has 28 <laughs> Emmys. So 28. Nice. By the way, like every time, and it, Rich has been very grateful to be nominated, but every time he's nominated and he sees Bob, he's like, oh, there's another Emmy for Bob. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob's going to win this one. Bob will put perspective in. He'll talk about his new show that's back on the record on HBO coming out, which I'm thrilled about because it's good storytelling, great interviews, and I can't wait to talk to him about that. Get some perspective on the Simone Biles story. Get some perspective on 
Swimming, I, I'm curious about who is most impactful athlete has been covering the Olympics. We have a lot to unpack with him and Peter King, who's going to come up next. And we're going to basically spin around the league with him. Talk to Peter King about dogs Let's because do I have to. But <laughs> Peter King's back here on the Rich Eisen Show when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before you leave, I'd like to play a game that we've created here called Start, Bench, Cut, similar to that, you know, blank Mary kill game that we always used to play as kids. Okay. Did we as kids play that? Uh, or, or as collegiate or, like last or, or adults or yeah, la- yeah. last week. Yeah, okay. Last week. We call it start bench cuts. You can have to start somebody, bench somebody and cut somebody and we will have a Game of Thrones theme to it. Yes. Okay. All right. What's the first one, Chris Brockman? What do you uh, have for The first Aaron one Rock? is your favorite Game of Thrones character. Uh, okay, hold on. Just to give him the three. Khaleesi, Jon Snow, Jorah Mormont. Mm, you, start, have to bench, st- cut. you have to start, start bench, one, cut. bench one, and cut. I'm starting Khaleesi, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains. Um, mm-hmm. I'm uh, benching Jorah, and I'm cutting John. Cutting John? Oh, wow. You can't have any rivalry. John, he's trying to get in there. Oh, like, oh, oh, we got to cut, we gotta cut wow. John. Okay. Didn't see that coming. Okay. It's cutthroat, because we also knew, and one of the many times we have conversations, you, you're a big Jorah fan. I right? am. I am, and now that he's got the, the he's back. Grayscale right? out, you know, he's, yeah, he's back. Okay. So, but John Snow's out, and John's out. He could be in. Okay. Not related, but yeah, I know he. <laughs> but what he said, I don't think that matters. <laughs> yes, Game of Thrones. It All right, well, give, give another one right there. Okay, the nastiest mf'er on Game of Thrones. You have to start one. You have to bench one and cut one. Ramsey Bolton, 
Walder Frey, Joffrey. This fist nastiest. I mean, you got to start Ramsey. He's the worst. I mean, he is the okay. woke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's the worst of all time. Worst of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bench Joffrey because he's close. Mm-hmm. You know, he the stuff that he did. I mean, Sansa's put up with all this crap from the men in her life. She's exactly. a big better man. Exactly. Right? And so I'm going to bench Walter Frey. He's up there. But his death was okay. uh, was exciting. So you cut his him. He's out. He's cut, out. Yeah. Okay. Well, which he actually was, in fact, cut. Right. Oh, yeah. Literally Thanks. from all that. Okay. And then we'll just do one more uh, favorite movie. Okay. The three choices are Shawshank Redemption, The Fugitive, You've Got Mail, <laughs> Start Bench Cut, Aaron I'm, I'm starting The Fugitive. I mean, Tommy Lee and, and uh, Harrison Ford, fantastic. The best, movie. right? I'm going to bench Shawshank. Phenomenal movie as well. And I'm cutting. You've got mail. <laughs> he loves You've Got Mail. You've Got Mail. It's he- not even the best Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's exactly. modern times. Online yeah, and all that Sleepless in stuff. Seattle. That was like a phone call on a radio show. No yeah, one but you've that. got dial-up. You've got dial-up email. Yeah, Come on now. You guys are You guys are wrong. A special edition of Start Bench Cut right there with Aaron Rodgers. Perfect for Chris Brockman because he's got, you've got mail. He's got Aaron Rodgers all in one fell swoop. I mean, what more can you want on the Rich Eisen Show? Hey, that was a great time back at the Minneapolis Super Bowl. I mean, really, what more could you ask for except for a better for conversation? Poor Peter (laughs) King. I'm not going to throw him into this. Peter King joins us here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. I'm going to spare you that yesterday, Peter. We um, we spent a lot of time talking about Benefer because we were waiting to see whether Aaron Rodgers would show up again. And, uh, I mean, if you want to opine on Benifer, you can, because Chris is really well, worried about Ben Affleck. how would you feel Affleck. right now, really? How would you feel right now if you're Alex Rodriguez? Really? Yeah. You know, the, the, the boyfriend that won't go away uh, comes back, and all of a sudden you're yesterday's news. That's not supposed to happen to the great A-Rod. Oh, Peter, who cares? It's A-Rod. He's a a Yankee. Get out of here. It's it's almost like she treated him like Jason Veritek did. Exactly. Exactly. You heard it here. He treated him like Alex Verdugo treated that baseball last night. Oh, my God. What a slut. Hey, and Alex Verdugo hasn't homered in about 100 years. I know. That was, I know. That was, it was awesome. Well, apparently hit, neither has A-Rod, but whatever. Hey, oh. He hit a home run to right field over the bullpen in Fenway on a changeup is pretty pretty good accomplishment. So good good for Verdugo, who I must say for most of this year has been sinking my rotisserie team. But <laughs> glad, he's, glad he's coming alive at the right time. You should have picked up Kike. I, hey, I had TK for a while, but then he went over a hundred, <laughs> and I dropped TK before he uh, started to become Ricky Henderson. So, yeah. Sorry, I was too busy watching Shohei last night. I'm sorry. Oh, I, no. I, I I stop and I watch. He's amazing. Went, Peter and I were watching the best team in the American League. Sorry. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Hi, Peter. How are you? It's so good to have you I'm back doing on great, again. Busy. Hey, Susie, I need to ask you this question. Oh, God. So I'm talking to Rich the other day about this incredible, bizarre, awful experience of getting COVID after being vaccinated. And he said you actually found out that your daughter was COVID positive when you were on the plane back to Los Angeles. Yes. Imagine how you must feel. You've got to leave your husband 
who's got COVID in a hotel room in Boston. And in mid-flight, you find out that your your seven-year-old daughter is positive. I mean, what an incredible run of emotions you must have had. And the guy next to me started to use his mask as an eye patch. So oh I had to, God. yeah, oh yeah. So I had, luckily I had a, I had a, um, I had a gin and tonic in my hand, so I had a little bit of liquid courage. So I threw it over his head? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, Peter, I got to tell you, it was crazy. It was um, really uh, a, a mind-blowing experience. But if I was going to start bench or cut, I would probably start Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I would bench Rich. Sorry, honey. And I would cut the guy next to me. But it was crazy. Um, but luckily, yeah. luckily, the vaccinations kept him out of the hospital and they did their job. And here's what's crazy. I, I have been perfectly fine. So my vaccination worked just great. So who knew? Maybe I'm superhuman. I don't know. Just saying. Whatever. <laughs> I just think I just think the whole vaccine thing now. I'm, I Look, I'm glad Rich is talking openly about this because. There will be a segment of our society, I believe, as Tom Brady said, about 40 percent. There will be a segment of our society that essentially uh, will say, see, Rich Eisen got the vaccine and then he got COVID. It didn't. The vaccine does no good, which is nonsensical, because, as Rich said, the vaccine probably kept him from going on a ventilator because this variant struck him very, very hard. And. Imagine how it would have struck him if he didn't have the vaccine. And I have to tell you that my husband, being a lifelong Yankee fan, uh, the Red Sox took great care of him in Boston. And so did, <laughs> believe it or not, yep. Wow. The Red Sox That's did. That's really nice. Yep. Wow. And Mass General, can't say enough about them. MIT sequencing his, his, uh, his results. And you're absolutely right, Peter. I mean, how lucky are we? And he's back sitting in the chair in Connecticut doing Tokyo Gold on Peacock and having the time of his life having the most yeah. fun since sports center. I mean, he's just, he, he's a highlight machine. And, you know, without that vaccine, he, who knows where he could be, but you know, I guess you yeah. have no idea where I stand on the matter. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas. I think we stand as one. I, I, I think we do. Peter King here on the Rich Eisen show. I'm Susie Schuster in for rich. We might as well talk about Aaron Rodgers because the most of the world is. So we saw him coming in looking like Blade Runner today, looking very relaxed in his Kevin chill shirt from the office. I'm curious to you to hear from you your thoughts on this and where this will end up if you were to forecast and how things are changing for the Packers. What's the end run here? Well, you know, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna begin this at the beginning where uh, I've I've thought and I wrote this in the last column before I went on vacation that really the only solution is a, is a two state solution. Um, you know that. Rodgers agrees to give them this one year, and then the Packers agree to trade him uh, in the in the off season next year, and that apparently is exactly what it is. The reason that <clears throat> the reason that I, I believe that that was the best way is because I think after all the pressure, and, and look, Aaron Rodgers is a passive aggressive guy. Uh, he was very angry at the Packers, will never trust him, all that other stuff. But he also, there's there's two other huge factors. He he loved most everything about Green Bay, you know, the fans, the history. And I mean, I walked the field with him a couple of years ago doing a Bart Starr story when Starr was, it was struggling so much. And we walked the field, and at one point he looked up at the uh, – 
ring of honor there. And he said, hopefully I'll have my name up there one, one time. And I said to him, I don't think you have to worry about that. And he said, we'll see, but you could tell that that was something that really meant a lot to him. And I don't think he wanted to burn bridges. I think that's part of this. And I think he also figured right at the end, uh, because I mean, as Adam Schefter reported, and I thought reported superbly yesterday, you know, this, this basically came down to the end. This, this was a late compromise, I think. And so now as we sit here, it's very, very clear that the Packers understood a month or so ago that they would be willing to compromise and to make, say, if Aaron plays one more year uh, and he still wants out, they'll get him out. Uh, and Aaron, I think, finally came to that realization. The last thing about this I think was really important is that, look, I think the last thing that Aaron wants to do is sit there all year. And he, and look, he's a he's a guy who can avoid uh, getting caught up in the day-to-day stuff. But I don't think anybody likes to have his name and his reputation fricasseed for an entire football season. And honestly, I think that's probably what would have happened if he didn't report to Green Bay and said he was sitting out the year. There's no doubt about it for somebody who is so low-key like that that he wouldn't wouldn't want to go through that. Also, in making a plan for the next stop, he wouldn't want to take that baggage with him. How has Tom Brady and what he's done changed how all quarterbacks of a certain ilk look at how they can start programming their futures? Susie, during the Super Bowl last year, cameras focused twice on Russell Wilson, um, at least one time sitting with Roger Goodell, and I think the other time was on the field. But when he was sitting with Roger Goodell up in his box, uh, Russell Wilson, you know, looked like his dog just died. And I heard later on that he was miserable that weekend because he looks down at the field and said, Tom Brady created this Tom Brady created an exit from New England a 22 point Super Bowl win just by the sheer audacity of saying I'm not going to finish my career in New England I want to go somewhere where I'm going to have a say about a lot of things i.e. Antonio Brown let's just say even though he didn't dictate that it was clear that the team acceded to that once they saw how important it was to Tom. And so I think all veteran quarterbacks who are a little bit unhappy with one thing or another about where they are, all veteran quarterbacks look at Tom Brady and say, I salute you because you wanted out, you got out, you did it in a classy way. Look, there's going to be 10% of the people in New England who hate Brady for leaving but the vast majority are going to salute him and say, you gave us everything that you had. And just like Robert Kraft said at the end, you deserve to go and do what you want in the last year or two or three of your career. So I think Aaron Rodgers, time will tell. Will he ever say that Brady's thing influenced him? I don't know. But clearly, any veteran quarterback who's unhappy should be emboldened by Tom Brady.
Peter King here on The Rich Eisen Show. I was listening to Dan Patrick on the way in, as I always do, and he had Matt Damon on, and he asked Matt Damon if it's the Patriots and the Bucks in the Super Bowl, who do you who do you root for? And he, of course, said Tom Brady. And I think that says, I think a lot of people from New England feel that way. I mean, I, I grew up there. I, I My brother is, uh, and his kids bleed Patriot, I guess yeah. we'd say blue, and but it's 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 really interesting because he did leave in the classiest of ways. Has there ever been a time in the NFL where the quarterback had so much power in making these decisions? Not that I know of, uh, and I think a lot of it. Uh, and I'm not saying that that it 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 goes back to free agency in baseball or power grabs in in basketball. But I do think that we are going to see a change, Susie. I think we're going to see players who are unhappy, like Aaron Rodgers. And look, everybody will say today, everybody will say, you know, the Packers won. They got they got Rodgers to come back. I won't say that. And the reason I won't say that is that Aaron Rodgers, who was in the middle of a of an extended contract and being paid a jillion dollars, a lot of that money up front, um, basically now has shot his way out of Green Bay. He's just got to give him six months more than he ever wanted to. So, you know, to me, Aaron Rodgers is still going to have, say, two to four prime seasons, if he chooses to, at another place let's say Denver. I think that seems like the most logical place for him to go, but we'll see. He's still going to have two to four prime seasons and whatever money he makes, it'll be ridiculous, whatever it is, but he's going to have a chance to go somewhere and to do what Tom Brady did, which is to win a Super Bowl somewhere else. Peter King here on the Rich Eisen Show. In your column, Football Morning in America, you talk about how the Bills and the Browns haven't been this good in the same time in your entire career writing. What's so exciting about what you're seeing there? I mean, think about it, Susie. The last time they each won a playoff game in the same year before last year was in 1964. When one day apart, the Bills won the AFL championship in Buffalo and the Browns won the NFL championship in Cleveland. It's the craziest thing. But in my lifetime, this is my 38th year covering the NFL, they've never been this good entering a season. You can't point to one year in the last four decades where in pro football you look at them and they are both top five teams entering the season. At least I can. And, you know, they are, I believe, this year. Now, we might be giving – uh, Cleveland a little bit too much credit. I think everybody would say Buffalo's a top five team. I think we might be giving Cleveland a little bit too much credit, but just remember one thing. Even though Patrick Mahomes missed the fourth quarter of the divisional game in Kansas City, the Cleveland Browns had the ball with seven minutes to go at Arrowhead Stadium, and uh, and a touchdown puts them ahead. And remember, Patrick Mahomes is not in the game. So, you know, they, they've got a heck of a chance if they can complete one drive. And I think everybody still wonders a little bit, even though Baker Mayfield played well down the stretch last year, everybody wonders a little bit if they have truly arrived. I like them a lot. I don't see a major weakness on their team. 
I think that Mayfield needs to be a little bit more accurate, and he'll he'll really be helped, I think, by the return of Odell Beckham Jr. because they missed him down the stretch. They missed the deep threat that is Odell Beckham Jr. No kidding. No kidding. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you your thoughts on what's happening down in Houston with the Texans and Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, to sum it up, uh, obviously they're going to trade him. I think it is a bad idea for the Texans to trade him now. And I think it is a worse idea for a team to trade for Deshaun Watson now for a couple of reasons. I wouldn't touch Deshaun Watson until we knew exactly what was going on uh, with the, uh, with his myriad court cases. I mean, we still don't know, and obviously it is unlikely, but we still don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to go away for a little while. We, you know, we all doubted, obviously, uh, that he would have to serve time for anything that he did. Uh, and certainly he's going to have some sort of, unless all of these claims are eventually found to be specious, uh, he's going to serve some sort of NFL sanction. So I don't know how a general manager in his right mind, knowing what he knows right now, could trade three ones and something else for Deshaun Watson. Second, secondly, I would say if you're Nick Casario, you've got an expansion team right now. You've got the worst team in the NFL. The only way that I would be motivated to do something this year, I mean before next year, the only way, is if it was either such a humongous distraction and it was worth the sanity of your team and the coaching staff to get him away that you would sacrifice potentially one-third of the value of Deshaun Watson by, by waiting and getting the adjudication of these cases done. But I just don't understand any real logical way that Nick Casario could make a trade soon and it would make any sense for either side. Were you at all surprised that he wasn't on the commissioner's exempt list? A little bit, but I think what that means is that uh, there are some, there, there's got to be some real good reasoning with Lisa Friel mm-hmm. uh, of the NFL, uh, the former district attorney, uh, who's doing in charge of the investigation here. There's got to be a real reason why she thinks that either there are holes in the case or this doesn't rise to the commissioner's exempt list. Plus, Susie, they don't have, there are no games being played for seven weeks or whatever it is, six weeks. So the NFL has time to put them on the commissioner's exempt list. Mm-hmm. The Texans easily could just say, Hey, Deshaun, you know, you've reported great. You're, you're not going to get fined, but we don't want you, uh, you know, around the team right now. It's just, it's just too big of a distraction. If Deshaun Watson reported in practice with his team, it'd just be, to me anyway, it'd just be a circus. Look, I don't know what's going to happen, but if, if I were David Cully and Nick Casario, I would, it would be like one of those things where, you know, you, you report to school, you get your attendance taken, and then they say, hey, go sit in the cafeteria for the day. We don't want you around our, our kids. Not necessarily because he's a bad influence around his team. It's just obviously right now 
too much of a distraction. Yeah, and he won't have to pay the $50,000 for his lunch either when he does that. Yeah, uh, good it's, point. It's July, so it's never too early to ask you who you have as a Super Bowl champion this year. I don't know. I, <laughs> Susie, tomorrow is my first day in an NFL training camp. I'm going to be in Las Vegas. Uh, and I'll see, I think, 21 teams over the next month. And I always like to set, like to see what's out there. I mean, I'll tell you, a couple of years ago, I, 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 my, my opinion of the 49ers skyrocketed after I went to their camp and they ended up going to the Super Bowl that year, coming off of whatever, six or four win season. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, I like the usual suspects this year more than in the past. I've liked them. I had Kansas City Tampa one two when I did my, um, you know, power ratings or whatever they call them, uh, in in the spring, and I wouldn't waver from that now, but I might uh, a month from now. We should talk in a month, and and I'll tell you exactly whether anything has changed. But I, I think that the power uh, might rest in the AFC because I think top to bottom right now they're a little bit better than the nfc well i'll be more than happy to kick rich out of the chair in a month and come back and talk to you again so there you go um before we go how's your dog oh dog uh, our dog is good our uh uh, we we have just spent my wife and i have this our day six and then the last day of watching our two grandchildren up in berkeley uh my daughter and her wife went away uh for a few days and so this is I, I, I tweeted this last night. I have got such an incredible amount of respect for people who have to balance uh, life and raising kids, which I haven't done for like 33 years or something like that. But just six days of it, I say it's it's incredible. The people who are on the front lines and I simply can't imagine doing it in a pandemic where not only you have to raise your kids, but you also have to be the teaching assistance too so uh hats off to every parent who, who does that because i don't know i i could do it if i had to but wow i wouldn't be very good at it yeah we we did it for a while with three and so i will just like oh, to say God. um thanks to my nanny thelma first of all and second of all yeah. you're a hero to grandparents everywhere my mother would no sooner stay for six days without helping my kids <laughs> She would bail so fast so, in that. So no, fast. no, so no. Fast. Chris, you know my mother. So fast. No it chance. All, she is out. Hey, out. Listen, all I can say is this, Susie. We're delivering two children back to their parents alive. And that's that's really, I, I mean, our job is done here. Well, that's a win. That that's is win. amazing. Peter, you're an American hero. I'm just saying. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Susie. Thank you for Good your luck. time, Peter King. And, and by the way. Go Sox, Peter. Go Sox, Peter. I mean, think about how many... Peter is an encyclopedia for the National Football League. I mean, what he has experienced going out to cover and also... He's literally seen everything. Everything. There's nothing he hasn't seen in 40 years of doing this. Also, the dumbest question in the world in in July is, who's going to win? How do you know? I just wanted him to say the Bucs. I just wanted to see what it says. I just wanted him to say Tom Brady because we're all going for it, right, Mike? I appreciate the fact that he said that. Like, most people try to give you, like, we're, we're picking... 
you know, we're going through schedules last week yeah, and going, they're going to win this. These teams haven't even like been together yet. So what are we doing? Like no one can make it's a, literally a, the a, first a, day. Yeah, You can't really say who's going to win. Of course you can. That's why you ask. It's sports radio. <laughs> I know stupid it, questions on sports radio. But I hate stupid questions, Susie. That's why I don't understand. How, I know. So that's why I love Peter King's uh, answer. I don't know. Right, we're, we're going to break. Have we're going to break. Before, to, before this all goes downhill, we're going to break. Much more ahead on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll talk a lot of Tokyo Gold. Can't wait to have you back on the other side of this break. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Is it true your dad's a Jet fan? Yes, I mean, such a Jets fan uh, that he has a Jets tattoo right here. Oh, my gosh. When did he get that ink? Uh, was it was he inspired by Richard Todd's play in the 70s? Or, 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 or was it Ray Lucas in the um, 90s that caused your dad to get that ink? What, what was it? Do you so know the story? The big here? thing about my dad and being a Jets fan, and I was once a Jets fan, um, <sighs> now definitely a Giants fan. Um, 1969. <laughs> you're, you're so I'm close. sorry, I grew you're up so a Jets close. fan. And, um, <laughs> go on. Yeah, Just 1969, <laughs> the first AFC team won the Super Bowl, the year my dad was born. Born in New York, um, growing up, everyone loved the Giants probably a little bit more. Uh, so he kind of just went the other way, being a Giants fan, um, and kind of passed it on to me. Uh, so I grew up being a fan of Curtis Martin, Thomas Jones, uh, Chad Pennington, uh, the Mark Sanchez era uh, with Rex Ryan and those guys. Um, so I think he kind of got it probably maybe like when the Mark Sanchez era was going. I don't think he did it because of that. Sure. Um, he always had a passion. He always wanted to do it. And one day he just made up his mind. He said he's going to. Put a Jets tattoo right here. I don't know what I'm freaking out about more. The fact that you could be a Jet, you were living and dying with the Jets while I was living and dying with the Jets, or that your dad and I were born in the same year and you could be my son. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a 10, almost 8, and a 5 at home, and 
Uh, this is not about me. It's about you, Saquon. But, um, so was your dad disappointed that the Jets didn't take you? No. Um, my dad was just happy that, you know, he seen his son living in Or didn't get a chance to take you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was happy just, like I was saying, his son, he's him and my mother. Uh, very fortunate to have both parents in my life. Um, you know, I've always went to them and told them what I want to do and what I'm passionate about. And they always give me great advice um, and uh, try to show me the way what I got to do to get to my dream and live out my dream. So uh, when I got my name called, my it could have been the Patriots, it could have been whoever, and my dad and parents are going to be happy for. Obviously, my dad probably would like me to be going to the Jets, but uh, being close to home, uh, being in New York, um, you know, I can't ask for nothing better. Yeah, and, um, you know, for me to say this, you know, that it was, I, I, you know, I'm disappointed you weren't a Jet also would could be construed that I'm not happy that Sam Darnold was the one who was taken by the Jets, and obviously he's very good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering how you respond to this, but I'll ask it anyway. I can kind of figure it out, but I'll ask it anyway. You heard the conversation throughout the season that Giants fans should have taken Eli's replacement. How do you respond to something like that? Um, I'm my, The way I was raised, my parents said, there's people that's always going to have something good to say about you, and there's people that's always going to have something bad to say about you. So um, I don't really get bothered by that comment. Um, my mindset is that uh, it is what it is, and the Giants took me. Um, I have my own expectations and my own standards, and uh, I'm going to come in there every single day ready to work and try to lead my team to a championship. Here's a spoiler alert. Rich really wanted Saquon. I mean, he loves him. Are you kidding? The kid's got marquee looks, by the way, TJ. I mean, that, that is a handsome kid. You were he's going to be that. an actor someday. No doubt, right? I, I mean, I'm thinking he's kind of more worried about this particular endeavor he's in right now. But yeah. maybe when it's all said and done. Yeah, there's a, there's a long tradition of athletes going from the NFL to acting. True so, that. I mean, I, I see a future there for you him. You do? Okay. Saquon, Saquon's 24, though, so let's just pump the brakes. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. hoping it's not for I still a while. want him to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think when he came into the league, we were like, oh, man, this guy could be, you know, as good as Reggie Bush. Like, he could have an amazing NFL career, and it's just, you know, it just hasn't gone that way because of injuries. And I think this is a huge season for the Giants. It's a big huge, one. Huge season for Daniel Jones. A huge season for Saquon. Joe Judge, year two. They make the big splash and get Kenny Galladay in free agency. Evan Ingram needs to live up to some of the hype that yes. he came into the league with especially as a frustrated fantasy owner as I, you know, <laughs> he's been a rough in that sense the last couple of years, but, and that division is wide open. We don't know what Dallas is going to look like. We think they're going to be at the top of the division. We think Dak is going to be all the way back. We think Zeke is going to have another 15, 1600 yard year. Mm-hmm. Rich thinks Washington could go to the Super Bowl, And then who knows what Philly's going to do. Jalen hurts. This is a make or break year for him too. You know, he got in at the, at the end of last year. Not a high completion percentage when he was out there, but a lot of hype surrounding this Eagles team. The NFC East is going to be really, really interesting, and I think it starts with the Giants and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, no kidding. How about them Cowboys, huh? <laughs> TJ, you know, like, you we, like we were just saying earlier, like we, we sit here and we've argued over, like, Cowboys, are, they beat this team in Week 7, beat this team in Week 9. I mean, it's and it's fun. Just like It's fun, but the, the truth of the matter is they've barely been – together for a week of these teams. So I, you know, we're just guessing. No one knows yeah. anything yet. We don't know what's happening. Damn I mean, act together. Have I seen CD <laughs> Lamb make some incredible one-handed catches oh, and yeah. it make me go, "Yeah, I mean, there's CD Lamb." Of course he has, but <laughs> like, you know, we we don't know really what's going down right Does now. Does DJ already have all of his 
is Hard Knocks on Tuesday nights? All of his Tuesday nights in August blocked off because <laughs> free. Uh, Cowboys free are on open. Hard Knocks. <laughs> well, you know, the, the DVR is prepared. It hasn't been set yet, but it will be. TJ Don't bought a sprinkler for his room so he could just hear the <laughs> sprinkler before it starts. <laughs> I mean, I want to head up to Oxnard, but man, it just all depends on the type of access you get to if it's worth going up there. I mean, I think we know the right people where we I can get those for you, TJ. We can get the Del Tufo all access. On, right? okay, you know what I mean? Like I say, because there's circle, there's there's levels to this, because there's the outside level, and then there's an inner level, oh, we'll get you and there. then you got to get to the inner inner circle, like Chris Jericho, and I've been in the inner circle before, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and let me tell you, that's like flying first class and then coming home on coach. It's like, oh man, this stinks. It's nice to be there, but you know, there's still a little, you be, you be little fence that you want to be yeah, on the other yeah, side. You of never that. want to be on the other side of that fence, TJ. That's a bad fence to be bad on the other side of. Why be. don't we send you up there as a Rich Eisen correspondent? That's what I'm saying. I mean, and why don't you do a little piece for us, TJ? I don't. I mean, we about. should. Like I said, it's yeah. got to, we have to have the right access. I can't. Uh, I can't TJ. be. I can't be jabronian sitting well, outside. You know, Uncle Jerry. Just give him a call and tell him I want the VIP black card access. Well, old Doctor Jones with my rubber glove is going to make sure every one of you are safe. Get up there, TJ. We do get a Christmas ornament from the Joneses every year, and let me tell you Ew. something. It's it's massive and it's awesome. You have to and sign for it. Is like, it a star? You have to sign does for it. it. I'm like, does it have like? It has to have something with Dallas. Like, oh yeah, star. but it's, it's hand painted. Oh I can it imagine. It is gorgeous. Yeah. I think that I can get you access. Yeah. If you are willing to go up there and do a piece for the Rich Eisen I, show, I of a great piece. TJ, right. just do a behind the scenes about the bus. Are the cheerleaders there? I'll hey. go with TJ. Oh my <laughs> god! I mean, I'm you know, Mike has ends with all. HGC Del Tufo. When we went a couple years ago, the cheerleaders were there. Plus one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe we could hit up Rich Dalrymple. You know, uh, he might remember me. He might not remember me. You're a very know. memorable but, man, come TJ. Come on, TJ. But yeah, like I said, if I can get in that that second fence, that's the thing. Like I said, inner, 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 there's yeah, the one yeah. fence and then the middle fence. You want to be on the other side. The of inside the of the yeah. inside. Yeah. Because you never want to be on the outside of the inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. You see where I'm going there? Yes. Uh, by the way, a little Olympics notes here. Japan over the U.S. in women's softball. Two zip. Oof. They played go. an epic game a couple days ago. U.S. won in a walk-off. And now in the gold medal game, Japan gets revenge, takes home the, the gold. Two nothing. And you said that women were crying on the silence. Yeah, just crying. Just reading, just reading the ESPN article. uh, You know, just the magnitude of the event, the rivalry that these two uh, teams have against each other recently. I think they played the last like seven or eight. They have uh, Mm -hmm. championship Mm -hmm. matches, whether it's World Nationals or the Olympics, and Japan beats us two nothing. We are seeing the impact of the pressure of these Olympics and imagine what it must be like for those Japanese women to represent their country and their homeland to take that gold. That's pretty. But we'll see also, we're going to talk about this throughout throughout this week because we'll see the biggest story out of the Olympics is Simone Biles. We'll see what happens with her and whether she makes it back for the individuals, whether she's out for all arounds, and it's it's a huge story. I know we have less than a minute left, and maybe we can hit on a little bit of this in the Peacock-only segment uh, coming up. How much do you think the pressure these athletes are feeling is maybe part of the result of no fans being there? So it's kind of like there's no energy kind of in the building. So it's even more so on themselves to kind of get themselves going. No like, doubt. We all played sports. You kind of rely on the crowd to kind of help amp yourself up for these big events. It has to be so different, too, in the pool because in the pool you don't hear anything. 
So you're uh, you're underwater the whole time. So you're racing, you know, with your own. All you can hear is yourself, right? right in your the pool. own thoughts, yeah. But outside of the pool, I mean, you've got. I mean, there's not even music for when you do half the gymnastics things and the like. We're going to talk about the Olympics. We're going to have Bob Costas coming up, the great Elizabeth Banks, actress, director, all around amazingly hysterical human being. So much more ahead on the Rich Eisen show. So don't go anywhere. Yeah, I you, do, you I mentioned do the swimming. Chris, you yeah. mentioned the swimming because swimming's first. Swimming is always the first week. Track and field is always the second week of, yeah. the, of the summer games. That's where you're really going to notice it. Those stands, that, that big arena is going to be empty. 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 And you're really going to feel it. You're really going to see it. Like, I just can't imagine what it's like out there. You're used to seeing the 100,000 people and you use and you feed off that energy and there's just going to be nothing. I, I just can't imagine what that's going to be and like. And all these athletes who waited that extra year to compete. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In front of nobody. In front of nobody. It's crazy. I mean. I, I, really, I, I really felt it too watching the swimming. You talk about Lydia, Lydia Jacoby. Mm-hmm. And her family's in Florida watching on, I don't know if they're watching the live broadcast or they have a special feed in the house, but like that moment, they're playing the anthem. She's up there and she's masked. She can't even have someone put the medal on her. They, she has to do it herself. They're playing the That's a moment that you'll live with the rest of your life and you couldn't share that with your family because they're yeah. not allowed to be there. It's just, it's such a bummer. Yeah, it's crazy. And you, you have to imagine... This is what they've waited their whole lives for, right? And they whole played life. it over a million times in their head. How they want it to go. When they get home, that medal will be just as shiny yep. as whether or not they had been there with their parents or not. But all these athletes, I mean, can you think of an athlete who accepts a gold medal and doesn't want to go thank their mom? For it doesn't, doesn't want to immediately exactly. hug their family. You know, well, and- think of the epic, the, the Olympic, the United States hockey team, that epic when he, Ruzioni calls him up on it, that would not happen. It's like, not going to happen this year. And that wouldn't, that's what's like insane. That moment's like one when of the most. When Luca wins the gold medal for Slovenia and becomes the best player in the world, he's not going to have his mom there to, to embrace him See? and share in the moment. No, TJ. too much, TJ? Too TJ. much? I, I'm just going to skip that and then I'm going to talk about something trending right now, which is I didn't realize the Simone Biles thing was so big. But I'm reading tweets, and it's just like some of these people, man. Like, there's a guy who has a huge forum, and his name rhymes with, let's say, Day. His first name rhymes with Day. And he has this tweet about Carrie Strug landing on one foot to win gold, and Simone Biles pulls herself out because of mental issues. Like, are you joking, bro? Like, come on, man. Here's the good news. I have no idea who you're talking about who rhymes with Bay. But after this break, we're going to come back on the Rich Eisen (laughs) Show and talk about it.